0: Gentlemen, the show is about to start in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2,
1: mountain
2: It's time we're inside the game, the show!
0: by the Barnabinium Company, served by Chicken Cock Whiskey, and part of the Chief Sports Network. Juice Wells, all the way, touchdown Gamecocks! <aide> <sharp inhale> <hanging>
3: mm-hmm.
2: Pressure, just dodges
4: all right greetings and good morning welcome aboard and welcome home inside the gamecocks the show live from the Cinerama studios built by the barn Co. and of course served by our friends at chicken cock whiskey and i cannot thank my local liquor store enough for now stocking chicken cock on my behalf. They are very kind to do that, and they're right down the street. And if you are not drinking chicken cock and you are a bourbon drinker, then you're probably missing out, I would assure you. It's some pretty good stuff, and maybe you can enjoy your game day this weekend, whether at Williams-Price Stadium or elsewhere, with chicken co- cock. Barndo, the Barn Dominium Co., of course, will build your dream home for as low as $160 per square foot if you live in the Carolinas, if you live in Georgia, or if you live in the state of Tennessee, and Signorama is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics anywhere you are in South Carolina. That's who you want to use if you need your sign. JC, JB, and Phil, I know why JC probably just signed out, because he is one floor below me in my home, and his computer is probably picking up my voice. So he is probably shutting the door down there, and yep. there he is. He's <laughs> back. Uh, but uh, JC in town last night. At an event up in Georgetown, South Carolina, for Carolina Rise tonight, it'll be in Mount Pleasant at Saltwater Cowboys on Shim Creek. He'll fill us in more on that. Mike Morgan will be here for Power Hour coming up in about fifty-seven minutes. Our agree or disagree segment on Wednesdays coming up here in the next segment of this hour as well, and uh, we will certainly uh, take your your uh, questions, comments, concerns, and things of that nature that are worthy of taking on the air we do have a new text line 803-766-6320 803-766-6320 and you can pop us a note there as well and we'll uh, try to get whatever you've got going on answered here on the air but with all that said good morning phil jc i've already said good morning to you and uh and we'll uh we'll rock and roll for the next couple of
5: hours hey and then welcome in y'all good to see you Spent yeah, some time great. Talking to Mike this morning already, so I've got in my Mike Morgan time already. But
2: yeah, happy Mike to Morgan in here on the show live. Can't, can't wait to, to to have that segment. And um, <clears throat> yeah, good time in Georgetown last night. Hopefully, a good time tonight over in Shim Creek at uh, Saltwater Cowboys, six thirty to eight thirty. If you want to come out and get some information about Carolina Rise and. Give us a little money. <laughs> that's uh, that's for you. Uh, it's for you, but uh, should be good. Do want to wish a happy birthday uh, to Perry from Britons? It's his birthday today. Yep. Uh, he's uh, of course we're dressed by Britons on uh, our game day shows, pre game day shows. Uh, Shane Beamer is also dressed by Britons on his coach's show. Uh, Fridays, uh, Saturdays, you're in Columbia. Game day, go by, check him out before you go to the stadium. Uh they don't do any online ordering, but you can call him. He can get you hooked up. Um I know our boy Jan from the chat box is a frequent Britons customer. Uh Jan's uh, you know, like like some of us, he's a big tall guy, and he gets the right fit. Uh some of these pants I have from Britons are some of the best fitting pants I've ever had, and I am shaped like a potato with legs. So uh you those of you that share my body type, go see Perry. Uh, and certainly want to wish him a happy birthday he, he He's not just a sponsor and a partner He's a good man and a big, huge Gamecock uh, I talked to him yesterday He's like, boy, we got to have a win this weekend So uh, he's feeling it just like the rest of us So anyway, want to wish him a happy birthday uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, my buddy Carter Who put together the event last night in Georgetown uh, Also, uh, Michelle from Electric Vice of Charleston And Charleston Fitness Equipment is helping with this tonight uh, along with Faust from uh, Logistics uh, C two something legit, the logistics. I'll have to look at the name of the company. But anyway, uh, and Tony Pope State Farm. So I want to thank all those guys. Some of these companies are sponsors of our show and Carolina Rise, and we certainly always appreciate that. So, looking forward, ready to roll. Um, well, and, I'll, I'll uh, say, interesting game tonight this weekend. Go ahead.
4: If I can interject real quick, JC, if you will slide a little bit to your left. There's not a better commercial out there than this one uh, for uh, Michelle Wilkins because that's the hydro oh. rower over your oh, right shoulder. Oh, is this shoulder. it? This
3: is and, yeah, and that's my, it. Uh, yeah. The frog.
4: Here. Uh, that's where I try to keep my uh, my, if you call it physique, uh, in shape. And um, so, if Michelle's watching, there's there's that's your baby. That's where they dropped it there off, and that's where we uh, where we have some fun. So.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a that's that's a big time piece of equipment there. So. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a
5: it's good stuff. Get to All see right. you on it, JC. Come on, get on that
2: thing.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: have at hey, it. I, 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 dude, look, I'm going to be honest, man. I could go probably uh, 10, uh, 15 seconds. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I've, if I've learned anything with that rower, and Michelle told me. She said, "You're, uh, you're." You have to, you got to, you know, go through the training because you, you want to do it right. Like if this part of your body and this part of your body are really hurting afterwards and nothing else is you're doing it wrong. Cause rowing is actually more with your legs than anything, but it makes everything go. And, um, so I'm glad I did that because, dude, 15, 20 minutes on that sucker, it, it, where you don't realize how wore down you are <laughs> till you get done, especially if you're doing like high intensity. It's pretty crazy stuff, but it's also, it's
2: a good, it, it's good for your back too. Like uh, when when I yeah. was yeah. in shape, my trainer we did the, now it's not rowing like the rowing machine, but you do the the seated rows and stuff. And the, it's yep. uh you know yeah when you work with a personal trainer, people don't realize like the back workouts. Like when it's back day, it's almost as bad as leg day. It's it sucks, but right. uh, you got so many muscles in your back, it helps you helps you burn fat and all that good stuff. But I really don't need to talk about that right now because of. Uh, the shape I'm in. <laughs> that's like that's like that's like somebody, you know. That's like uh, you know, Chris Farley talking about like marathon running right now. So. <laughs> can't can't do that right now.
4: So. Uh Ed in the chat box. Ed, there won't be clothes hanging on that rower. Uh it's uh it's it's a nice piece of equipment. We um uh, we we take good care of that. So care and I use it a lot, so it, um it's It's actually in pretty good shape. I I never got this in yesterday, by the way, from the text line. Uh, There was no name on this, but um, uh, this gentleman said, you guys had touched on what I believe is the elephant in the room, which is our lack of quality acquisitions in the transfer portal. In this day and age of college football, teams are transforming their their roster almost immediately. Every other game I've watched so far, the announcers were commenting on the big additions a team made from the portal. What do you guys think was the reason we didn't? Do so
5: well there. Uh, uh I'll,
2: would I'll you, give you three letters.
5: I was trying to find a slide for Carolina Rise that I don't have one at the ready or I would have blasted that full screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean and look, I I I don't necessarily agree that Carolina has not benefited from the transfer portal during the beamer era since they've had it. I mean, again. Well, I think yeah. I go back to that Clemson game last year. Juice Wells, portal. Uh Spencer Rattler, portal. Uh right. you know, Jalen Brooks wasn't portal, but he's a transfer. You know, he made a big play in that game. Amarium Brown is a portal guy. Um you know, they they've had some guys. Uh now this past time, um, you know, it it they lost some players that they targeted in the portal and look, uh, it was money. And, and 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 the first year when they got Juice and they got Spencer and those guys, NIL was not as big of a deal uh, in the transfer portal. But it, this thing's moving so fast, it did evolved into it. And now it's creeping into high school recruiting. So to be competitive in the portal, to keep from losing guys and to acquire guys, uh, you need a robust NIL situation these days. And uh, South Carolina's trying to get there in a number of ways, but uh, this past time it just wasn't there. So that's that's your reason um, for those that want to go coach hunting well, and, you know, all that. That's your reason. Yeah, I, I'd like to add, though, too,
4: uh, specific to this class, I think it's way too early to judge it because, I mean, here here's the class. Mario Anderson, I think we all agree he deserves more carries, you know, so we you can't judge that. Nick Gargiulo has been the most consistent offensive lineman on the team alongside Bar- Vershawn Lee, and they, that's been a hit for them in the portal. Um, Nick Elksness, uh, Trey Knox, I, I wouldn't. I. I don't know if I go as far as saying Trey's been a disappointment, but I don't think he's been the raving success that we all thought we would see at least thus far. Josh Simon deserves more opportunities, another portal guy. I think Sidney Fugar is a guy who's clearly struggled uh, since since being here. Jeron Willis has not been on the field. Eddie Lewis is now just getting on the field. Uh, Jackson Hughes uh, is a guy who who got in there, and I think JC struggled, hence so why we're going to probably see two freshmen this weekend. And then the these next two, Jatayas Gear hasn't played, and Drew Tuazama has played very little, and they're kind of just, you know, hopefully this weekend will kind of be where you get gear in, and, and Tuazama starts to really find his footing. So uh, while I, I certainly understand and appreciate the question, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that the uh, the text was uh, on our text line um, is is wrong or incorrect or misinformed. It could be could be spot on by the end of the year. We're only through three games, and a lot of those guys just haven't uh, had a chance to really prove how good they're going to be. Um, you know, through three games last year, you know, Juice Wells had one good game, which was against mm-hmm. Arkansas. Uh, he didn't get a he didn't get a target in the Georgia game, and I think he might have maybe had one or two catches in the first game of the season, uh, maybe, maybe maybe more than that. I'll have to go back and look. But my point is, we had no idea that Juice Wells was going to turn into what he turned into. We thought we might be able to see something special, but we had no clue that was coming. So uh, I, I want to be careful now. With with that said, though, I, I'm I'm talking about the guys who directly came in in the class. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's too early to judge that class the flip side of that coin, you just answered it, you know? And, and I think that's where a lot of people will have, will have the conversation. Well, we didn't get this running back. We didn't get that running back very fair as well. Uh, and certainly understandable, but Hey, we could look up at the end of the year, God willing. And Mario Anderson's run for 650 yards. And we, you know what, that was, that was actually a pretty good success. He really caught on and things, things ended up working out. So it's kind of TBD on some of it.
2: Yeah. I agree with you there completely JB. And, uh, and I'll say this, like, um, it's 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 because of Colorado and Florida State, you know. I think I think fans and and all of us in general, you know, whatever the trends are and whatever you know the talk is in college football. I think you can throw Missouri in there to a certain extent too, because Missouri had a pretty good haul in the portal. Um, it it, it you know you see Colorado and and, and the highly you know because of Dion and, and flipping the roster in a year, and then Florida State obviously added some some good pieces, you know, some from Carolina, but I mean, Keon Coleman, sure, yeah. great googly moogly, I mean, that guy's good. And, uh, they've built that program back largely through the transfer portal, uh, at Florida state. And, uh, that's Florida state we're talking about. And that's one of the traditional powers, uh, most recognizable brands in the sport. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, when we talk about NIL guys, they're, they're like, Hey, uh, you know, uh they're like hey it's uh it's one of those things where you know they sorry, I text the uh, Texas Texas came in distract me a little bit um it, it's one of those things where you know they come up to me, and they're like, well, Florida State's athletic department uh struggles with money, and money, Jimbo Fisher complained about it, and everything else, yeah, again, it's not up to the athletic department to do this um it doesn't matter. Colorado's athletic department's broke. <laughs> but they got money together for NIL, didn't they? Uh, so yeah. that, that's how important it is. Um, a tray in the chat box also says, do we really want someone that we have to pay a bunch of money to? Uh, it's not a bunch of money. That's my point. It, it, you're not talking about seven figures or, or even six. You know, Carolina lost some guys over a couple of grand a month. You know, a $1,000 a month this past time. So you know uh now you can debate whether or not a player that decides to go to one school over the other over $1,000 a month or $1,000 or whatever is worth it uh that's certainly valid but you know you're not talking about you know millions of dollars here that that, that you're paying these guys to transfer in mm-hmm. um so so that's that, that that's good news bad news bad news is Carolina's not there yet good news is it's an achievable goal to get there um, but I, I also don't think you know, uh, Craig says Edmund left for 75,000. We could afford that, yeah, but they weren't gonna pay that to Edmund. He's that's not, you know, he he, he isn't, you would you would go and pay somebody like gear that or somebody, you know, like the kid from Florida. I mean, you know, you just wouldn't, that, that's a different Edmund is more of an outlier, right? And so, uh, you know, that's the deal. That's the deal there. And and Mark points out you'd had a good defensive end if it weren't for the administration because of uh, Trajan Jeffcoat, and you're absolutely correct on that. So, uh, you know, anyway, I, I just wanted to point all that out. You know, it's uh, the portal. Yep. You know, as far as the collectives go and, and what's, what's happening behind the scenes, there <laughs> there is a big push to kind of get things in place uh, because it's not only coming, it's going. Right. South Carolina's got a lot of good young players on the roster. Uh, And while it was great and and, and super that Lenore Sellers and and Russell and all the offensive linemen are playing, that also puts them on film for other coaches to scout. And and other schools have scouting departments where they scout other teams just in case. Hmm. So, um, you know, hold on to your your hats here. But, uh, you know, we'll see. uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, Hi, Michelle. Hey Michelle.
3: Hey, hey Michelle.
4: Speaking of, uh, uh, you'll see well, anybody that's going to be at uh, Saltwater Capital. Tonight, will get a chance to meet the infamous Michelle Wilkins. Of course, she's the owner of uh, the company that has that fine piece of equipment over JC's right shoulder there—the Hydro, the Charleston Fitness Equipment the Hydro Rower, and um, owner of uh, electric bikes of Charleston. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I look all, all good points. All good points, and and um, and and. Shane has done a nice job since he's been here of finding some diamonds in the rough in the transfer portal, and then sometimes those ones you you feel like you're finding in the transfer portal that you might think are going to be diamonds in the rough don't turn out to be. Uh, when you got to turn the fire up a little bit at this level, it 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 sometimes um, doesn't work out for some guys, but TBD on on this class. I've got um, uh, Tim asked here on the text line as well. Who's the guy that transferred from Ole Miss? Yeah, yeah, that's Jaron Willis. Um, we have not seen him play yet that I'm aware of. And then one more quick one pertaining to the game this past weekend. Kai Kroger uh, had probably his worst game this past weekend. How much do you think the weather and field conditions contributed to his poor performance? Personally, I suck at golf if it's soggy or rainy. <laughs> Good point. Um, yeah, look, I would I think that the weather certainly had something to do um, with, with – so, so with uh, some of his punts, it was not a Kai Kroger type day where he's booming them 50-plus yards every time his toe meets leather. So uh, we'll see if he can get back on track this week. We all know how good of a punter he is. I, I don't think actually overall the start of his season has been necessarily what I expected. I expected to see a couple other kind of some big boomers, and um, and and I don't think that he's probably been where he wants to be. But maybe that starts this weekend against Mississippi State. At um, Williams Bryce Stadium. So,
2: yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, Travis, will Umi Azulu be a guy for us? He's a kid with a good frame. Can we not develop these guys? Well, he's a yeah, dude.
4: Actually, oh, yeah. he's uh, that frame you're seeing on TV that's been developed twofold since he's been on campus. Yeah. Uh, he I mean, should have I mean. seen him eight months ago. Uh, he was, he was, uh, Jason, you can yeah, attest to this. He was half beam. that size when he got here.
2: Be patient, dude. We're three games into his freshman year. Uh, and he's a defensive lineman. It's not like, I mean, you know, I I, I can kind of make a case that maybe DJ Braswell, you know, he should have accelerated his development a bit. But that's a running back, and it's pretty common for running backs to play early. Uh, some of these guys, it's like, I mean, you can't rush Desmond Azulu. I mean. And, and once he comes on, and I, I do expect Desmond to play more as the year goes on. But, I do too. Uh, he, and he's get, he's getting in. I mean, he's getting playing time. Now, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know that we we need to question the the development skills three games into a uh, freshman season. So that's
5: well. And if I remember right, I mean, even Clowney he didn't blow up until his sophomore year, right? I mean, no,
2: he wasn't a starter, but yeah, I mean, he got it and made yeah. plays. But, uh, yeah. but Clowney is a generational. I haven't seen anybody like Clowney since Clowney. You, there, you there, can't compare anybody, anybody to Clowney. There, there's no, that's, nobody that's what I was
5: do. saying. It was like even even a talent like that, you know, the number one pick. Yeah. I mean, this, he made plays his freshman year, but uh, he didn't get out there and, like, shine until he had well, developed a little bit in the program at that level. Yeah, and on well, top of was all that. Filled, like,
2: but it, it was game two, though. I mean – Georgia, remember game. he shook Aaron Murley like a yeah, rag doll at the great. end of the day <laughs> game and yeah. forced a fumble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was game two, but no. Brad Long even said, like, uh, you know, Long even said, you know, he, he needs, he he's not flawless. He needs to develop. He needs time. And you saw even even though he was really good in 2011, you saw the difference between uh, 2011, and 2012. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then once law – and then you want to talk about coaching? You saw the difference between him in twenty twelve and twenty thirteen too, didn't you? When right. the the deep Master came in, so um, that was a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it uh, you know, so I, I I get it, you know, I get it. And Quantrill asked about Montague Rames. That probably is going to be back after some time. Depends on you know, all that that legal stuff. Of those three, depends on the university. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I don't know that we need to be comparing Umi Azulu to Clowney. I'll give you another example. Devin Taylor, redshirted his first year, hardly played at all. And in the first play of his redshirt freshman season, he forced a fumble at NC State and actually won the game for them because that's the only touchdown they scored in a 7-3 to victory in Raleigh. I was at that game. Yeah. Taylor shot off the edge. For, for Russell Wilson, he forced Russell Wilson, or, or one of the running backs, to fumble the ball. Right. They got it. Garcia threw a touchdown. game ended up 7-3. So. Yep, yep, yep.
4: It, uh, I remember when Devin was being recruited, uh, a, a dear friend of our family's uh, sister was his one of his teachers down there in Buford. And um, I the first time I ever got eyes on that kid, I thought, yeah, he's about 60 pounds under right now if he wants to play at this level. But he ended up uh, being developed by a guy named Brad Lawing and playing a long time with the Detroit Lions yep. Yep. in the NFL, and uh, that's what
2: development. Can you know be. who recruited him? Devin Taylor? The, uh, Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer, Beamer yeah. yeah, a yeah. yep. recruiter. Yep, so Shane was he, uh, uh, was uh pretty good about that. So They called him Don't Say Nothing. He, he didn't say much. Didn't say nothing. A, yep, that's right. I tell you what, he was like an eccentric. <laughs> if I, come to find out, he's a very eccentric kid. Like, like, they had some pictures of him out. Like, he would just, like. Roll out on Lake Murray in a in an American flag speedo and like not give a <laughs> flying flip about it and you know and when he got to the Lions and he dressed in all these uh, flamboyant suits and stuff I mean he actually had a lot of personality he just didn't say much so yeah. I guess he expressed himself in other ways but uh, you know that was that was one too I remember and uh, I remember talking to Beamer uh, about him and it came down to Carolina and Duke. And he said, uh, I don't know, I hope I don't get in trouble by saying this, but he said, my dad always said, if you lose one to Wake Forest or Duke, you're probably better off not having them. <laughs> And uh, I can just picture Frank Bieber saying that. But uh, uh, it, it, he came to Carolina, obviously, and uh, Brad developed him into a, quite a player. I'll never forget the pick six he had at Arkansas. That game's good. lost that game in 2011, but, man, that pick, he just, like, snatched it out of thin air and joaned into the end zone. Um I think yeah. he picked off Ryan Matt the late Ryan Mallet actually, but uh, it was a it was a good career for him and and, and that's Umezi Zulu could probably a little bit similar to Devin. I would think. No,
4: doubt. Yeah, very similar. Very so, similar. So we'll, see. He's got, we'll he's see. got to got to learn the finer points of playing that position at this level and he'll get there. He'll get there. There's there's no question they uh they like him big time in Colombia. All right, it's 11:25. We got to Step aside for a timeout, but when we return, uh, our agree or disagree segment three statements for JC Schubert and three Mm -hmm. statements for Mad Dog up in the upstate. And all of these statements pertain to the ball game this weekend between the Bulldogs and South Carolina under the lights of Williams Price Stadium. Don't go anywhere. Inside the Gamecocks, the show is teed up today by TravelingCountryClub.com. It's the coolest club in the Carolinas. You can play golf, 45 courses from the mountains to the seas, and the brisk, cool air has entered the chat. When it gets late in the afternoon and early in the morning, it's a great time to tee it up and go play some golf with the fall colors. Maybe you're headed to Knoxville next weekend to go watch the Gamecocks and the Vols and you want to stop and play some golf along the way, you can do it if you're a member of TravelingCountryClub.com, a great course to play, as a matter of fact, up in Waynesville, North Carolina. Hang tight. We'll be right back.
0: Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While well, our taste in college football teams, or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs, or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate we can all agree there's nothing better than a southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in southern soil, are crafted by southern hands, and proudly represent the south in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the south. Welcome home. That's what the
4: Gamecocks say, and so does the Barn Dough Company where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit TheBarndominiumCo.com. That's TheBarndominiumCo.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock. Owned and operated.
5: Hey everybody, this is Mo Koppel from Carolina Football. The show is painted garden black every day by a couple of painters. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com to check them out. Go
4: Cox. 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com.
2: Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show.
4: It's 1130 on a – yeah, it's a little cloudy, but it's still pretty out there. Uh, hump day here, September the 20th. Welcome back inside the Gamecocks show, live from the Cinerama Studios. You'll notice that uh, Schubert is in a different area. That means he must be close to me, and he is. He's one floor underneath me. If I stomp on the floor, i can get mm-hmm. some dust to fall on his head. Um, so um, – we're here in Mount Pleasant or in, uh, in, in the Charleston area JC will be in Mount Pleasant tonight or Carolina rise. Uh, I, I, let me, let me squeeze this in. I got a couple of quick things to squeeze in here, uh, on the uh, text line. Would it be possible to have a golf tournament with a captain's choice in which former and current players athletes play? I know several of the players play could be a great fundraising opportunity. You just hang tight there. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Hang tight there. Hang tight. Uh, Sometimes great minds think alike, so you just hang tight. Uh, also, I and I I have not gone back and done the math for the first three of the last couple of years, uh, but I did do the math uh, for the. I, I found something very interesting, so I kind of started looking at it in the first three games of the season, uh, and 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 I know clearly they didn't they didn't score. Uh, enough points against Georgia. Didn't score enough points against North Carolina. Certainly went up down the field, seemingly on, on Furman. But they have ten touchdown drives do to the Gamecocks, regardless of opponent. I'm, I'm just talking about the and how they scored, how they scored the drive itself. Through three games, twelve quarters, ten touchdown drives of sixty-five yards or more and eight of those are 70 or more. So that should show you, you know, when when Dow Loggins has a click in there, it's clicking, um, and they can get up and down the field. And um, it's not something that we've seen around here the last couple of years where you get to a certain point on the field, and it kind of spats out on you. So they've uh, when they're moving it, they're putting it in the end zone, and that's a really, really good sign if they can get that running game cleaned up and things of that nature. So I uh, figured we'd point that out. So, you haven't seen that a lot around here. All right. Um y'all are y'all uh are you ready Phil? Are you fired up or, you know, are you, I saw you
5: sweating a little
4: bit. Are you nervous? I'm
5: just like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, okay. Yeah, I feel like I do better at agree disagree than I do uh at the Fab five, fab five. <laughs> in your <picks? laughs> At least on the over under gamecock question. Okay. All right. Well, we'll I start with, with Yeah, I just keep losing.
4: We'll start with um, the Bradford House guest, Schubert. Mm. Uh, uh, JC, agree or disagree? Mario Anderson will receive the most carries at running back versus Mississippi State.
2: Disagree. Disagree. Because things just – it may end up being that way at some point, but, you know, sometimes these changes that we end up being right about, i.e., the off simplifying the offense last year, uh, the, the, they move uh, at a glacial pace, so mm-hmm. to speak. So, I'm not, and I hope so. I hope I'm dead wrong with that. I mean, I hope more. I hope Mario has 15 carries for 100 and something yards. Um, I hope he's not 15 carries for 18 yards. But uh, you know, I, I I I wish they would do that. So, um, but uh, I, I don't. I don't. It's a it's a glacial pace kind of thing with some of these changes.
4: Hold on, Phil. I text Mario and tell him that JC does not believe in him.
5: Yeah, he just started hey. following uh, the show on Twitter. So we'll just, I'll shoot him Mario. In. Did him? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey Mario. Oh God. FYI, F- oh, F- Sherbert hey, um,
2: thinks you are not. Take that good. back. I We love you, Mario. Hey, but it's not, Ma- yeah, Mario, we Mario was in our Carolina Rise events, and he is a really, really good. Yeah. Good kid, yeah, man. That yeah, looked like a little ball of muscle too. Like, Great kid, man. man. Did you hear hey, did y'all hear his interview
4: with uh with um who did it? Brad Muller on the uh Gamecock Sports Network before the game? No. He he uh he wants to own a barbershop. And he he loves cutting hair. He cuts a lot of his teammates' hair. You know, they have a barbershop in the facility over there. It's pretty neat actually. And um and he he's like ever since I was a kid, you know I've been enthralled with it. I think maybe he had someone in his family that did it or something. I can't remember that, but he's like I that's my that's my long term goal. I want to open my own barber shop and take care of people's hair and this that and the other. I, I mean, it was the neatest interview, but we got to know him when we you know met him and mm-hmm. talked to him He'd for a while. Good. Yeah, it was really neat having him and Juju and to all there together because you got to kind oh, of yeah. see that room at one time
2: and they're and, all and the whole. Him. And the whole O line too. That's why I feel bad about those guys struggling in some ways on a personal level because I like I liked all those kids up front, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, of course. All- uh, Jalen was there and he's hurt, but uh, you yeah. know, uh, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I, Mario opening a um, opening I go. What is it? A, bar- a barber a- shop. I go to the barber show. Yeah, open a barbershop I'd have him cut I I my hair. Call
4: it? Like Super Mario's cuts or
2: something like that. Yeah. Super Mario Cuts. Super Mario Cuts. Super Mario cuts. I mean,
4: that's gonna be his nickname if he gets it going. Like if he busts out, like let's let's say this weekend he rips off a couple of big ones and you gotta keep giving it to him. All of a sudden he's got, you know, fifteen carries for a hundred and 16 yards you're gonna start hearing the super marios and all kinds of stuff you know i mean Mario's an easy name to give a
2: nickname to, so. you just said ripped off a couple of big ones and i was like i thought about something else I <laughs> uh, yeah, well there you go Clint, no these cuts get out of here these cuts. cuts i love it Clint. these <laughs> cuts Oh man. oh man! But uh, it's uh, that's right. uh, amazing. Dane the t- so yeah, I, I don't do know. I think when I think about barber shops, I think about the little Clayton's barber shop in Lyman where I grew up. Worst haircuts ever, and that guy was in business for a hundred years. My friend yeah. Skipper used to go there, it was just like he'd just butcher your hair. You'd walk out looking like a marine, even if you didn't want to look like a marine. Yeah. So I started going to the 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 you know. Uh, ladies and uh, non-masculine men are the only ones that touch my hair now. <laughs> it but uh, Bobby, Bobby
4: got and, it. And the,
3: yeah,
4: that's, and that's, that's that's the, that's the part I was
2: missing. It was his yeah. uncle who
4: showed him, and he, and he did it to help offset costs of school on on family because he's got a bunch. He's got six or seven siblings. I mean, he's a yeah, great he, kid, man. Yeah, great kid. I mean, golly, those guys. Him to carry on. They're from pretty much the same area. I mean, it's, it's, you just, you hope that those two shine. And, and Juju, Juju's a funny little dude. Absolutely. Carter brings up
2: mama calling Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Like Muhammad Ali, like from coming to America, that barber shop. Remember that? Yeah. That boy's good. Yeah, good and terrible.
4: All right, Phil, you ready, Mad Dog? (laughs) You good? Everything good? You, You got your mic cut off. You don't want to answer the. Question or okay?
5: Are the statement radio radio one hundred and one here? <laughs> All right, here we go.
4: This is I'm anxious to hear it. Travon Ball will start on the offensive line Saturday.
5: Now you gonna have. I agree. Oh, I went you. back and forth on that, uh, you know, because see, even if I were disagree, I would have qualified it with "Yeah, but he'll probably get more snaps than whoever starts in front of him." But nah, you know, uh, screw it, throw him in there.
3: <laughs>
4: All right, he agrees. So Travon is not going to come to Greenville and beat the crap out of you. Agree, <laughs> because he is a large man.
5: What I he love is, is
4: his that, interview though. yesterday about driving, uh, driving yeah. big tree around. Was yes, I love yes.
5: that story. That's awesome. <laughs> 3 don't drive. <laughs> what? Yeah.
2: Balls got, could you imagine? Have you, have you guys seen these like competitive slap contests? Like where people just stand <laughs> yeah. in front of each other and slap each other? Could you imagine yeah, being two. slapped by Trevon Ball? Dude. With his big <laughs> ha- his hands, was that mitt. Uh, <laughs> oh my! I think my head may come. My and I've got like a gigantic head. I think my head may come off. Yeah, I mean that's uh that dude. I couldn't imagine being slapped by that guy. You know? I, yeah. I just imagine the two of them riding around
5: in like a little Honda Civic. That's what I'm hoping they're <laughs> driving around. <It> just
2: <laughs> or like a like a like a like a like a Chevy Volt. Yeah, that,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, like a
3: Miata. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: out over. The hey top yo, the yo loose. big tree, yo man, what's up? <laughs> yeah, those boys needed like uh, Corey Miller was at our event last night, and I've never seen Corey. Of a large human being, right? Never seen Corey in anything smaller than an expedition. And <laughs> <Every laughs> yeah, event, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> all
4: right. So, JC or Phil. Agrees. All right, on to J.C. Back to J.C. Hmm. Uh, Carolina will give up three or less sacks this weekend. Feeding I'm going
2: to agree. I'm going to agree. I thought the pass blocking took a step forward. Uh, I'm sure Zach Harnett's a really good defensive coach, and I'm sure he'll dial up some exotics and, and maybe get – some sacks here from Mississippi State. But three it's eight. not – you know, I, I I think you know Georgia didn't start sacking the quarterback till later in the game. So um, I'm going to agree there. I'm going to I'm going to say they hold them to less than less than three sacks. Okay.
4: All right, boys. Hey, okay. Go easy on JC. He believes in you. All right, pass the message along. Okay, Mad Dog. South Carolina will eclipse the 100 yard mark on the ground for the second time this season.
5: I'm going to disagree uh, I believe it when I see it at this point I also think that that three-three-five Mississippi State runs they, I mean they've got really good guys on the linebacking core so things aren't looking that good until it does that's where I am Dang. with the running game <laughs> that's
3: where All I right. am with the running game we we'll see <laughs> let
5: me get Hold on, let me text
4: Shane. Shane. Got a problem. Mad Dog does not believe in your run game or your offensive coordinator. Thoughts?
3: Oh wait that's a
5: stretch.
4: <laughs> Shane, if you're watching this, you you see I, I think y'all are gonna run for three fifty, but Mad Dog apparently isn't buying it.
2: Bro, if they throw for four twenty-two and rush for ninety-seven, that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Yeah, you take that. You take that. <laughs> you, you take it. You, know, you take it. Um, JC, you
4: looked like you wanted to get in on that. Did Did you want to just slip a quick answer or a quick uh, comment
2: in, or no? Agree or disagree? That was my you comment. If if you throw for four twenty-two and you rush for ninety-seven, oh, okay. that's a good day. Okay. Um, but uh, – and oh, I, I want to say something to uh, James mentioned the Missouri defense and they struggled with exotic pressures and stuff. Um, the the whatever pressure Georgia was running last week, that, that's Georgia. And, you know, they had a, a high-caliber athlete, Michael Williams, doing it. Um, I, I don't I, – I, I don't think that this year's team, because of the new offensive coordinator – I don't think you can necessarily say, "Hey, well, they struggle against this type because it's a different scheme." And uh, there's a reason that Missouri, as up and down as they were on defense two years ago and this year, handed Marcus Satterfield his head on a platter. Uh, he just he had no answers as a coach. I, I think Dowell probably will have more answers at least, and uh, you know, and you'll see that you know, uh, hopefully, uh, out in and out in Como in October, but. Uh, I don't I, I don't know that you know hey maybe they do maybe they will struggle uh, against this this weekend but I don't know that we can say that I think I'll, a lot of the problems in the in the WTF moments last year on offense were a direct result of what you're seeing in Lincoln Nebraska right now
4: Very good point All right uh, JC that's who we're on right Yeah okay yeah. Uh, your final agree or disagree statement the Gamecocks will hold Mississippi State under 400 yards of total offense.
2: I'm going to agree there. I, and, and you, well, if they get over 400, they're winning the football game, I think, unless it's just like this crazy shootout because they uh, – that means they're running it all over Carolina. I mean, they, they would be idiots to come in here and try and throw it all over the Gamecocks. Uh with Will Rogers sort of out of his, you know, comfort scheme. Um, I think they're going to try to get Marks going and rock and roll that way. So if they get over 400, it's going to be a long, long night at williams Bryce. but I, I don't think they'll get over 400. I think they'll be in the 300 somewhere, you know, that they, kind of thing.
4: Their uh, their totals on the year, they their highest total against Power 5 opponents is 307 against Arizona. Only 201 yards of total offense last week against LSU, and a lot of that came late. As we well know, uh, the number that offsets that when you look at their stats through three ball games are the first game against Southeastern Louisiana, where they had 525 yards of total offense of the game. So they've not been over <laughs> three o seven in the last two games against Arizona and against LSU. All right, Phil, uh, the your final agree or disagree the Gamecocks. Now remember how much Mississippi state runs the football uh the Gamecocks will have at least five tackles for loss, and this is coming off of of course last week's kind of a breakthrough uh with t. j Sanders' emergence at tackle
5: yeah i agree i agree i agree five tackles for I, loss that I think that's i think that's five, easily doable. five or more. Yeah. yeah. Five plus yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 all over that. I, am that too. I, I think I think
4: this is gonna be a big week for those guys up
5: front. I really do. I think
4: I like, think so I,
3: too.
2: Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
4: I'm uh my, I'm with you.
2: Yeah, go ahead. My boy Andrew Power, who played tight end at Carolina, by the way. Uh and uh brother of Charles Power, uh, by the way, who's famous, uh, said Arnett made one of the worst O. C. hires in the off season. I thought it was I thought it was really interesting what he did and and I I don't necessarily disagree if you're going to Mississippi State you kind of look at the DNA of that program and you go probably app state style offense will, will work. Um however to go in there after they've radically changed it to an air raid in 3 years and then, then they go back and revert that's got to be a little bit I mean, shell shocking. I think from a scheme standpoint. So, I'll agree with Andrew that it was not a very sound move if you're looking to win right away, which they're probably not going to.
4: Yeah, Kevin Barbe is the name of the OC at um, at Mississippi State. He actually was at Florida for a while under Jim McElwain as well. The uh, the shark, but um,
2: well, yeah. that was a great offense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the so, Mac yeah. attack. Spurrier, yeah, t- I, I haven't heard Spurrier criticize a scheme uh, since he's been back as an, as an ambassador, except that year they got beat forty-two to seven uh, in the cocktail party. He's like, "Well, that offense just is terrible." <laughs> I well, just couldn't watch it anymore. It was sad. <laughs> I couldn't watch it anymore.
4: <laughs> sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Uh, Joel the o, says the new OC is running a different offense. Well, we know that. That's what we're talking about. He, he They brought in a guy from App State uh, who you couldn't just bring the entire App State offense to Mississippi State. You had to bring a version of it because that's what he knows and ran for mm-hmm. Central Michigan as well. But you with the personnel that they had, they tried to find a perfect blend, and thus far it's it's been a little underwhelming. Let's hope it doesn't come together this weekend. Yeah, All right, I'd I have, have one. A diff,
2: different direction, yeah.
4: I agree with you. I have uh, one final one for both of you. You both get to comment on this, and then we'll hit our final timeout of hour one. Anxiously awaiting the golden tones coming up at noon. Mike Morgan from ESPN. Uh, Jaquavius Marks will be held under hundred yards rushing this weekend. ECS,
3: Is that
5: he's yes, he's me? leading rusher. Both of you. Both of us mm. agree. agree or disagree. I'm going to say no. Same. I'm going to agree with the no. How about new? No? Um, I just think it's you think like – Y'all think you'll go – you, you you do realize it's agree or disagree,
4: right? You can't just say no, Phil. New. No.
5: How about Disagree. No. How about disagree? So you
4: think he'll get I over I think it's
5: all you game get them over. I mean, I think it is by nature of the way this offense has run, he's going to get more than 100. Um.
2: I mean, yeah, so he had, you he know, only if had he's eight getting, If he gets 300
5: shoot. between the 20s, who gives a
2: crap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and they're, 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 their second running back's pretty good too. So, eight, eight yeah, he only had eight carries against LSU, for 75. So, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, if you're the Gamecocks, that you need to bow up and stop the run, find a way, find a dang way to do it. I mean, you know, at least slow him down. I mean, that, that absolutely cannot, that's unacceptable if that happens. You absolutely cannot have them. Line up with this dude, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and then and then that settles Rogers down, and then he can probably beat you on a on an occasional pass play action whatever. You you got to you got to do something to stop it. Mm-hmm. You know that's the thing is a lot of times this defense you, you know they're 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 getting steamrolled or getting, giving up chunk yards, and they don't take any chances to try to get off the field. You have to take chances to get off the field. A very, very good defensive coordinator told me that. You know, if you're not stopping them, you got to take a chance to try to get off the field, you know. Right. So, there you go. All right. So,
4: y'all are not believers in the Gamecocks defense. Okay. Shane, thoughts? I'll text that to him during the break. All right, we need to step aside. It's 1150 inside the Gamecocks, the show served by Chicken Cock Whiskey. We'll be right back. Columbia and go Gamecocks.
5: Charleston fitness equipment is keeping South Carolina in shape.
2: And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight out the bucket. Mm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well. And they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com. It's mm mm-mm good. Coach O signing off. Endless summer, go Tiger.
4: For chicken cock, we get a medium to medium plus
2: toast. The char level, we use a number three level char. If you char it too deep, you start burning away some of those flavor components that you just created. If you just char a barrel and you don't toast it...
3: Ladies and gentlemen, here it is.
4: Final few minutes of hour one. I was looking at Zach Arnett's profile during the break, and I I, I was like, "Wait well, now, wait a second here. How has he been in twelve straight bowl games as a coach? He was at San Diego State prior to getting to Mississippi State as their DC in twenty twenty. Lo and behold, it makes sense. Uh, San Diego State has been in a bowl game every year since twenty ten. Who to thunk it? Do you hey trip pop quiz? Who's San Diego State's head coach, Phil? No, JC, don't do it. Phil, who's San Diego State's San head coach? San Diego State this year? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's his sec- yeah. it's his second stint as their head coach as well. Oh, I don't know. I don't
5: know. That one's above my head.
4: Think uh probably he, not. he used to be a uh, a major power five head coach, big ten.
2: Is it Rich, Rod no. No. Huh. Rich Rod, we're going to see Rich Rod this year. He's at
4: Jacksonville State. You're close, Bill. You're very uh, I'm close. I'm
2: very close. yeah. cool. Yeah, that's uh, – uh, yeah. uh, uh,
5: I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, not Brady not Br- Quinn.
2: Not Brady not Br- Quinn. Brady Hoke. But Brady Hoke. <laughs> Not Brady joke, but there you <laughs> go. Well. I thought Brady Oak was actually pretty good at Michigan. He just wasn't great. Yeah. And he tried to get the Tennessee. He did. Uh, cause he was the interim under Champions of Life when yes. Champions when Champions got fired. And he, they like, they did an FOIA request. The writers did to, to kind of follow that, that coaching search, which was, got, which got out of control. And there was a long, like seventh grade girl or ex-girlfriend style or ex-boyfriend style psychotic message to the athletic director to the school president, <laughs> this is Coach choke. And I just want to let you know that I'm leading these young men. I mean, he just went on and on and on about he, how he was the best uh, choice. For the job even though he went oh. 0-3 or whatever as the interim he didn't win. They didn't win an SEC game that year. Hell, they may not this year. Yeah, why not? That no. would be bad if Tennessee reverted back to that and they oh, fired wow. Let's well, yeah. just hope they don't start until,
5: you know, like three weeks from now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Give it till let's October, him at at Owen
5: to October. Conference and then
4: let them let them get let him get it going uh-huh. in October if that's what they choose to do.
2: But my, 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 my fingers are crossed that they stick with Milton at least one more week. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see the freshman that's that's Give really he's more. a really good player. Um now if he were if they were coming to Columbia, i kind of want him to start the freshman, but uh up there let's uh let's just hope for let's hope for Smoking Joe Milton, Smoky, or, or yeah, Smoking Joe Milton. Uh,
4: be- before we get I'm out of this, uh, <laughs> before we get out of our opening hour, let's uh, give a little love to the schedules from the ladies for the ladies, and uh, a couple of notes if you haven't seen it for Carolina baseball. But um, Dawn completed her twenty-three, twenty-four schedule yesterday, and. Whew, It'll make you puke if you look at it and uh, and realize, you know, as good as they are, they can also lose some games. Um, For those that maybe have missed this from months past, they open with Notre Dame and Paris. Yeah, like the country on Monday, November the 6th. Then after that, they host Maryland. They've got Clemson coming to Columbia. These are the big non-conference games. Back-to-back games on Uh, Tobacco Road, November 30th, and then December 3rd at North Carolina in the ACC-SEC Challenge, and then at Duke in the Jimmy V Classic for the ladies. They've got the Basketball Hall of Fame Women's Showcase up in Connecticut on Sunday, December the 10th. They'll take on Utah there. Some interesting road games. They don't have to play them, but Don always does, uh, at Bowling Green and at East Carolina, and then they kick it into gear in the SEC slate, and I would venture a guess that the most interesting part of the SEC slate also has a Husky sandwiched in the middle. They'll host Missouri, whom we all know they can't stand, on Thursday, February the 8th, and then host UConn that Sunday the 11th. The following Thursday, they're headed to Knoxville to take on the Tennessee Vols. So that is a three-game stretch that will really be pretty interesting. You can find, of course, the entire schedule at GameCoxOnline.com. And then something we've been uh, needing to get in here for a few days, Uh, in case you missed it, here is the SEC schedule for Carolina baseball uh, coming up this year. They open the season in March at Ole Miss. That's a tough place to open your conference slate. The following weekend they'll host Vanderbilt before taking the trip to T-Town to see the Alabama Crimson Tide a and comes calling in Columbia in early April. Then they head to Florida to take on the Gators. They were just there, of course, for the Super Regional, falling before making a trip to Omaha. Arkansas and Kentucky back-to-back at Founders Park. And then they will end the season uh, with a road trip to Missouri before hosting Georgia and then heading uh, back north to Tennessee in uh, the middle of May. So uh, it's it's uh, Carolina baseball and it's the SEC. Every team you play is going to be pretty good. Uh, So there's no sense in diagnosing that schedule. Someone who knows all about that is named Mike Morgan. He's got the golden tones and he'll tell us exactly what he knows when we return for Power Hour presented by Palmetto Medicare and our friend Brian Spencer. Nana's Porch, nanasporch.com. At Nana's Porch, they cater weddings, parties, and all kinds of special events. Their meals are served buffet-style and seconds. They're encouraged. Plus, they can bring their mobile food unit to bring on-site and serve your guests as a unique alternative For your catering needs. Inquire about rentals as well. NanasPorch.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 336 259 7550.
2: If you're on Medicare currently or approaching eligibility, it's time to enroll in a Medicare plan that meets your needs. Palmetto Medicare is here to help you through the process. Palmetto Medicare's owner, Brian Spencer, and his team with experts are here to assist you. Learn about the benefits and enroll in a plan that will cover as many of your medical costs as possible. Some of the advantages of Medicare health plans may include variety of plan choices, increased benefits, lower premiums, and more. Give Palmetto Medicare a call to discuss your insurance and help get the exact coverage for your needs today.
4: Hey, folks, it's JB, and as we all know, it's football season. My favorite place to shop for myself and the family is Gamecock Traditions in Lexington. They have the widest selection of Gamecock's attire, plus all the cool accessories for tailgating, cooking, kids, shoes, hats, and so much more. Most importantly for me, you can order online at GamecockTraditions.com, and it's shipped timely to your door. I've been shopping here for years, and I hope you will too. Order online right now on the Chief Sports app. Go Gamecocks.
1: Brady settles in the pocket, launches one deep down the field, wide open at the 15. 10, 5, touchdown. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. It's time for Power Hour with Mike Morgan on Inside the Gamecocks to show. Looking deep downfield, rolling out, throws it up in the air, and it is caught! Touchdown, Troy Williamson, what a catch! Saturday evening here in Bluegrass Country, ahead to Buckman, slam city for Ronaldo, Buckman
0: the 20, 10, 5, touchdown. to Frederick, Frederick, lays it in at the buzzer! That's a win!
1: Unbelievable! I don't believe it! Who with one? pull up three good if it goes he got it he got it he got it carolina wins havens gets
4: Golden tones of the great Mike Morgan bring us back here. The final hour of Inside the Gamecocks, the show on what they call hump day. Some of you that has other reasons than most of us, but at the end of the day, it's still Wednesday and tomorrow will be Thursday. And guess what? Good news. Mike will be here tomorrow as well because he couldn't join us yesterday. So we're going to overwork him for the next couple of days inside the game cox the show is built by the barn dominium co the barndo co is what they're called and you can build your dream home literally a dream home like some people call things their dream home these are the dream uh as low as 160 dollars per square foot barndominiumco.com talk to the barndo lady is what we call her the sweet alicia fields who was in charlotte with us before the ball game between North Carolina and South Carolina. Hey, Mike. Good morning, boys. How are you? What you got going on in the background there? Where so?
2: Where are you? You are you in a blimp or what's happening? Here? Is that a Delaware State Stadium?
1: Uh, I'm glad you noticed. A. B. It is not Delaware State. That's not a bad guess though. Uh, okay. That is the stadium behind me, of a one double A school that provided another big-time upset this weekend. They beat a Power oh. 5 school. Ooh. Son of a nut Not Alabama. Come again?
5: South Alabama? No, South no, no. Alabama. An MCS school. FCS, South Alabama is
1: now right. D1. Yeah. And yes, they, they <laughs> provided a spanking. Yes. <laughs> they okay. provided a, an embarrassment of Oklahoma State. I'm a man I'm 40 15 <laughs> 40. I'm a man I just got smoked by the Jaguars <laughs> what
4: I, I'm confused what did I miss this weekend
1: you're not the only one who missed it uh because it it just got lost under the radar it it just got lost under the radar but I thought it was pretty significant hold on now I, I you know FCS beat a Power 5 team. Power oh, 5. Wow. On. Hornets. That's Who just are
2: a, the Hornets? I know every mascot in the country. I'm, so, yeah, I'm is surprised. Is it Southern Utah? People? No. It, it's it's got to be out West. say it's we've
1: never mentioned this school's name, J.C., in the history of J.C. and Morgan. Oh, Sacramento he,
2: State. It's the Hornets.
1: Yeah. That's right.
2: That's right. Sacramento A little help from Google, but that's okay. Sac State. State Stanford. Stanford. No, no, no. I, did, I, I swear to God, I did not Google it. And, yes, they did beat Stanford. Samsonite. Uh, yeah. Samsonite. Uh, I, I,
1: Samsonite.
3: <laughs> Gosh. He
1: must They're 3-0. and oh.
2: <laughs>
1: They're 3-0. and oh. They're now number two in the FCS poll.
2: Sacramento How terrible State is. is Stanford?
1: This is – J c. remember when we used to do um, hits and misses as a part of j c and Morgan yeah we had a, we had we do different segments now, but we used to do a segment hits and misses you know what we were right about, what we were wrong about and I always said and this is true i, I you know I'm, I'm secure enough in, in my knowledge and what I've been right about I preferred being wrong. I think it makes for more entertaining stuff, right <laughs> what I was wrong <laughs> about was David Shaw. Uh, if you go years back, I thought David Shaw was going to be an NFL head coach because his stock was going to continue to rise in Palo Alto. The problem is when Andrew Luck left, so too did the success of David Shaw and the Stanford Pro. When McCaffrey and Andrew Luck left, I mean you're talking about you're talking about two. One guy should have won the Heisman. Another one was the number one pick in the draft and ranked the highest rated college football quarterback prospects since John Elway. Uh, When they left, like it all just fell apart. And before I know it, David Shaw can't win a game. And, and next thing I know, he's popping up on like my TV set on the NFL network, but he's not coaching anywhere. It's almost as though he just didn't like have the, the appetite for it anymore. I mean, he's certainly good enough where he could land a job somewhere else if he wanted to, but he chose to just no. So you, you take that, and then you take what Stanford has now turned into, and it's amazing how bad. There's just no excuse for, for Duke to do what it's doing and for Northwestern to do what it was doing when Fitzgerald had things going before the scandal. And here is Stanford. I mean, if you've been to Palo Alto and if you've been to that campus, they got every resource imaginable. And they flat out suck at college football right now. It's an
4: embarrassment. <laughs> they're going to the ACC. Things are going to get better, right?
1: Going to, yeah, I don't know if that's good or not. Because oh, say not. what you that's want about the ACC, there's there's some teams better than Sacramento State in there. Yeah. So if you're losing to it by a touchdown to the mighty Hornets, you see the size of their. That's not Ooh. a bad looking stadium. They just redid their track. No. You I know, it's like it. not a bad looking deal. So uh, kudos to Sacramento State. And I'm sure if we looked at it, and I didn't have time, there's probably some prestigious alums of Sacramento State that I don't know anything about. Uh, but I, I can't say who they are.
4: Uh, well, you know, that's what they have this thing called Google for. So we'll uh, we'll try to figure out some of those folks. Now, wait a second.
2: Tom Scratch Hanks. the sack. You Tom get Hanks. the words. No, no,
5: no. Cal State Sacramento. That's Cal State Sacramento. Yeah,
1: see?
2: They you know, that's the yeah. same thing, guys. That's the same thing. Oh, it is? Like yeah. Like Fullerton it. State is Cal State Fullerton. Mike knows No, this. I know oh, that. Yeah, 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 part of the California uh, system.
1: But Cal I know State. There's actually a – so they used to be called Cal State
2: Sacramento. That's the name of the university.
1: Yeah, it's California not Sacramento State
2: University it. Sacramento. But they call it Sacramento State. Just like full Cal State Fullerton, they call it Fullerton State. It's a branding thing, rather than okay. an official title. Okay, it's not fair. two don't separate schools. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm you're pretty right, sure. It, if I'm wrong about that, throw no, me, a, hey. you know, hit me in the face oh. with this bottle of chicken. <laughs> this is somebody, you're right. Somebody, okay, uh, here we go. Holy crap, Bobby uh, McFerrin. Bobby, Bobby McFerrin. McFerrin. Whoa, yep, don't, worry. don't worry. Don't <laughs> be happy. <laughs> Little the song I wrote. <laughs> I like to sing it. No, oh, this is a better. great. Uh, yeah, That just see. made everybody feel better there. Does it get better <laughs> oh. than Bobby McFerrin. Come no, it off? does because Lester freaking Holt from Dateline is a Sac State graduate too. Oh, Lester Holt. With, with his, with his. Uh, you ever notice his mouth is a little they, weird in the corner? Right. Right. That's how he used to sign
4: off. By the way, right. I'm Lester right. freaking Holt. Yeah. And this has been Dateline.
1: Joan London. Oh, yeah. Joan. Joan London. This who used to be on what? Good Perfect. morning, America, right? With David oh, Hartman. Amen. Good morning. Yep. Good morning. Duh, good morning. I used to do an impersonation okay. of
4: him. All right. A- athletes here Buck Martinez. Buck yeah. Martinez. No uh, Reese Hoskins, first base. Reese Hoskins the of the Phillies?
1: Okay, we're. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this place this is- audience. This audience is on fire. Chat Row is on fire right now. I bring up a little <laughs> backboard, a random stadium behind me. This is why, for those of you, and we, look, we love all the uh, listeners to this fine program, but if you do have a chance to watch on YouTube, I think there's some added elements.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, th- It doesn't get any better than this. I mean, this is high-quality H2O.
1: Chat uh, Row is on fire. Lonnie Haxton? I need help with Lonnie Haxton. Let's see here, I'm. Uh, what I can Lonnie do this Axton all day and sing just... actor. <laughs> We're gonna spend twelve minutes on <laughs> Sacramento. This is all my fault. I realize it's okay. This it's is all mean, my fault. Monty so uh, Paxton. Paxton. Monty Paxton. Paxton. Okay.
4: Uh, the uh, I didn't realize that uh, in politics, Kevin McCarthy went to Sacramento State.
2: Oh, the graduate. Speaker of the House yeah, is a Sac the State graduate. Where
1: he first started putting moose in his hair it was on the campus of Sac State. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, uh, he's, got, he's got. He's got. nice hair. Uh, I may some things. I mean, you had me at Bobby McFerrin. Now everybody's just showing off.
4: That's right. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I, I I want it now. What I'm going to start doing is just Googling. St- schools I've never thought of and heard of and just Googling their alumni because I'm just curious where the world comes from now.
1: Yeah, I'm used to doing this because very often I've had, uh, you know, SEC teams battling whoever, uh, FCS, MAC, you know, whatever, Sisters of the Poor, they, they line up. And so I'm like trying to find bits of information about these schools and anything I can grab that's got some interest to it. Tom the, Hanks
2: did we say Tom Hanks for Sack State? Yeah. Somebody
1: said Tom Hanks yeah yeah right. that, was a, that was the first he's, one He's
2: the biggest one. He was, multiple, multiple he's the biggest
1: sources one. now from chat row are confirming, confirming Tom Hanks
4: Yeah this is this is we got state not We don't go go to, state we don't go to
1: print without at least two sources on this show so multiple <laughs> sources have confirmed <laughs> Tom Hanks is a graduate and now,
4: and now now we've got Carolina <laughs> Titan with the uh, so Carolina Titan makes I think 3 right so it's it's good. It's, it's good. Yo, run it.
2: Run Go it. Print. Run, it. Uh, <laughs> run it. it. It's chat box it's official.
4: Uh, chat by the way, you can, you can text us, too, if you'd like, at 803-766-6320. And uh, tell us either to shut the you-know-what up or well, –
1: Travis is having none of this. He's like, Question for Mike, can this defense of ours get fixed this year, especially the run defense? The hell is Sac State, is what he's really saying.
3: Uh, Travis, take your Tom Hanks and
1: shove it. Right.
4: (laughs) The hell with Sacramento State and the hell with you. All right, here I
1: go. Is he an outside linebacker? Is he going to help things? No, I didn't think so.
4: Uh,
3: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, All
4: right. Hey, I. I've got a uh, left turn pop quiz for uh, the three of you. These six "quote unquote" basketball schools are combined eighteen and zero in college football. Can you name them?
1: Oh, uh, Oh. I know there's thirty nine unbeaten teams out of the one thirty three.
4: These are six of the most infamous college basketball programs in the
1: country. All right, so we got North Carolina. North Carolina, and North Carolina, Louisville, yeah. a lot of, well, a lot of no. ACC blood. Oh, Louisville you know, lose?
4: Louisville, well, I didn't include them in this one. I mean, no. are they – well, I mean, amongst the six that I'm talking about here, I'm not sure. Okay.
1: I eight. mean, they're kind UNC, of a, Duke, Kansas. UCLA. Kansas. You know, are we still considering UCLA. them? UCLA. Yep. Kentucky. Yep. Right. UCLA's Kentucky. ranked right now. They Kentucky are. Yeah. Is a, uh, Kentucky is a – Kentucky has one. played no one, but They're ranked. Oh, that's what Kentucky Zero. does
2: every year. <laughs> Strength of schedule, <laughs> 0. 0. 0. Zero. The an- 0.0. The annual
4: Kentucky Holy September cakewalk. <laughs> they they and, love uh, smack. I thought I saw – there's one more. It's an ACC club. It's the only one that doesn't wear blue of that
1: group we just mentioned. Uh,
2: Syracuse.
1: Syracuse. Syracuse is yeah, oh, yeah. 3-0. The, the Babers fight for survival.
4: Dino. Dino. He's rocking it, dude. All right, so keeps, which
2: he keeps he keeps turning it around, you know. He's he's still there. So Remember which one he fact, was a hot coaching commodity by the way.
1: I do. And he was smoking hot like 5 years ago and then it just went. Yep. And by hey, the way, Sean Lewis. Sean Lewis was with him when he was hot. You know, have we given so much yeah. praise to Sean Lewis on this show about the job mm-hmm. he's done in Colorado. Well, Sean Lewis was there with Dino during that fantastic year.
4: So that's a very similar to what J.C. just said about David. Five years ago, David Shaw and Dino Babers were two of the hottest names together.
1: No question. No no question. I mean, five years. I mean, Shaw, like, hit the trajectory. he, He was NFL bound. I mean, but so was Matt Campbell. I've got a number on Matt Campbell. This is why loyalty is good to a point in college football, but sometimes you really do have to strike when the iron's hot. Matt Campbell... Finished ninth in the country in 2020. Uh, he was a three-time Big 12 Coach of the Year at that point. This was after great success in the MAC at Toledo. He w- he could have picked his job, but really, I thought he was going he's going to jump to the NFL if he jumped at all. He said, "Nope." Iowa State believed in me, and they're paying him a good amount of money now. You look at that contract, uh, Iowa State. They found some they found some nickels. In between the, ca- the the couch cushions, since that point, since finishing top ten in the country in 2020, Matt Campbell and the Fighting Cyclones are 12 and 16, 12 and 16, and nobody's talking about Matt. Cam- I won't say nobody. Michigan State. I was looking at some of the names mentioned for that job. He's on
2: there. He's he's Michigan. on that list. I'd take it. Be. I mean, they lost to Miami of Ohio. Yeah, and He'd probably. be a great coach. His style of play works at Michigan State, defensive-oriented. And you get better players. Um, and he would get a lot better players than you can get at Iowa State. Yeah. He, Iowa State's uh, a tough job.
1: Great fans, tough job. I mean, he could have had the South Carolina job. He could have <laughs> had – like I said, I mean, he had pick of the litter status at some point. <laughs> He, really he also did. could
4: have had the Lions job for $68 million. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah.
1: he wasn't just turning down college jobs. He was he was turning down NFL jobs.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. It was Ohio University they lost yeah, to. Ohio now. University, who no longer has uh, Frank Solich coaching, the great Frank. And by the way, I, w- I think Nebraska fans probably looked at all his success at Ohio U and went, why would we get rid of this guy again after he went nine and three? <laughs> 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 now they <have laughs> who is, who is their sorry. coach there now who is their coach there now at nebraska matt Ruhle. no 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 at or ohio you ohio. ohio i'll have to look it up i'll have to that's one i don't definitely will have to google is it, the I mac think they has always got some from sneaky within.
1: big names they probably did but they've always sure. got some sneaky you know that the, the couple of years terry bowden was up there like they've had some sneaky big names in the mac and it's produced a yeah. hell of a lot of careers that
2: league has. Uh, That's a good point. Oh, Tim Albin. Tim yeah, he Albin. was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tim he Albin. was their OC. Tim Albin. No, I love not Tim not Albin. Albin. Tool time. No, <laughs> he God. was uh, he was their OC for uh, for for Solis. so he's just kept the ball rolling. Okay. So he sung
1: backup for Bobby McFerrin. but that was years ago. Tim Albin. <laughs> yeah, before he into coaching.
2: Tim Albin.
5: <laughs> <laughs> he was in
1: the two D. McFerrin it's and Albert. <laughs> <I,
4: I>, uh, <laughs> speaking of Ohio University, here's a list of names who. <laughs> <The> <laughs> we're, Ohio. We're gonna University do this all day, <laughs> all day. <laughs> uh, Bob Bob Huggins played there. Played where? At Ohio University.
1: I did not know that. Okay.
4: In seventy two, seventy three. There he, too, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Virginia, what was the drinking right? age? John Swofford. Oh, he matters.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Pretty sure he found a, the same fake ID I did.
2: Oh uh, wait, a uh, minute. I, I've goat. got, I, I've got, I've got the goat though. Masters. I've got the goat, Ohio U alum, Mike Schmidt. No, Paul Newman. Oh, oh, oh no, that is you just you're don't not are yeah. not, you And Trump also, oh, uh, Ed O'Neill, Ed O'Neill, Al Bundy. Oh, oh, he, he, went went straight
1: Ohio. From, he went straight from Poke High to Ohio U. <laughs>
4: I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Ed O'Neill.
1: He, H- he was actually
4: a football player back in the Little day. Little Giants is a classic, right? Like, Him and we Craig T. Nelson
2: both. Craig T. Nelson as well, by the way. Craig T. Nelson. No, also. Little Giants was great. Ed O'Neill Who, did you, who is, did
4: you pull for more? Did you pull for Ed O'Neill or Rick Moranis in Little Giants?
2: Ed O'Neill. Hmm? I'm not a Rick Moranis guy, because he he pissed me off in Ghostbusters. He annoyed me, but he became. (laughs) What about the Honey? I Shrunk the Kids? I hated that movie. Didn't Moranis like
1: (laughs) take a beat down in the streets of New York? Just some random? Yeah, recently. Yeah, recently.
3: He just just, like walked
2: out his building, and somebody beat the living crap out of him. His wife died, right, and so he quit acting to raise his kids. Which I think, as a person, on a personal level, I admire that. Yeah, he. you notice he hadn't been in a movie in like 20 years. He wasn't even in the Ghostbusters uh, remake. He wasn't even CGI'd in like they did for uh, Egon. Um. So anyway, they, uh, so he quit, and then like randomly somebody in New York recognized him and attacked him.
4: Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that was sad. It was very sad. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that, that that's sucked. the way
1: things are going down in the streets of New York. It wasn't that long ago I was there and and – with some friends we were at the three in the morning we saw Billy Joel in concert um before that I was there twice for the back-to-back NIT final four trips and I mean you felt safe walking from Madison Square Garden after the games that's what I did I didn't have a rental car and I don't even know if Uber no Uber wasn't even a thing back then you could take cabs obviously but me and many many Gamecock fans and employees were there (laughs) say what you want about the NIT when you got a chance to celebrate a championship in the Big Apple, uh, a lot of Gamecock fans took advantage of that trip, and and everybody felt safe walking back in Times Square to the street, to their respective hotels, what have you. Ain't nobody doing that now. No. Different different deal.
4: No, absolutely not. I, I would not agree. be walking
1: down the streets of New York by myself at 3 in the morning, which I did on multiple occasions during those NIT runs. <laughs>
2: I did the that The rest of that, rest is of that story is permanently sealed. Yeah, w- I did that recently Is 2017.
1: Quickest, I was about to say the quickest
4: way between uh, point A and point B is a straight line, but Mike was not walking a straight line uh, yeah, we, to get from we, point A to point B. I'm going
1: to tell you what. We would, uh, you, had, you had people that were like Kerry Tharp, who was just buttoned up a guy back when he was the SID for football at Carolina. Kerry Tharp was living large. I mean, there, there were people. Brad Edwards. I mean, they 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 those were, were so fun though. Those NIT oh, championships were a blast. You know the the fir- Here's the deal: the first one, I'll, yeah. I'll stand. I'll stand by the first one as a significant moment. I don't. You know, I'll I'll die on that hill. If people can can dog it, do whatever they want. Uh, a buzzer-beating shot by Torrance Kinsey to win it. Um, that 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 still is a, a a a proud moment in the history of that program. The second one is always going to be the ultimate mixed uh emotional current because it was cool to win it again. And I mean, you didn't just win it. You like went through some blue bloods like Louisville with Rick Petino and Michigan, went through them like a hot knife through butter, and Balkman put on a friggin' display that impressed Isaiah Thomas so much that he <laughs> foolishly <laughs> spent a first round pick on him. Yeah. Um but but the second one is mixed because that team was Sweet 16 good. I'm here to tell you, and I will always believe that. They were good enough to. they should have made the tournament. And again, uh, fair or unfair, that comes back to coaching. And if they make that tournament, they don't just go there and get bounced in the first round. They are winning games in that tournament. I promise you that. But they didn't make it because they always played poorly in February. That was a problem. So. Was that the yes. twenty
5: win team that got bumped for the nineteen win Arizona squad? Is that was that that year? Kind of, they were on the bubble, and no. Arizona snuck no. in at nineteen no. wins. No. They were not that, on. This was... shit, bubble. I know no. what you're Odom talking couldn't about. Win. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That was a Frank Martin team that you're talking about.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. That's oh. right. That's right.
1: You're right. That was a yeah, Frank they, Martin
2: They look. They they could not win in the Odom could not win in the SEC. One of the non conference. Yeah, right. One of the postseason. He won the SEC tournament. That was the year floor, they beat Florida twice somehow, uh, and Florida was the national champion. And then That's right. went to Nashville, of all places, knocked off in Nashville, and, and proximity plays a factor here, Tennessee and Kentucky back-to-back.
1: Back-to-back. I'll never forget I mean, 20,000 Kentucky fans walking out of that arena and – Anybody want tickets? I got two for Quiet. sale. I mean, they were. Yeah. They were
2: I, I they was were living fine. in Nashville at the then, time I was. And and in then they were I out, out of Atlanta,
4: Florida. It's,
2: yeah, and I, they ran out of points yeah, out of I, point. I, I came back to Nashville and and went. I went to the Mississippi State game in the first round, and then I came back to Nashville, and went to the championship game, and Trey Kelly was about a half inch from a buzzer beater three that would have beaten the Gators and sent the Gamecocks to the. The tournament, but I was mad because, quite frankly, they should have never been in that position. That team was good enough yeah. to not have to go win the SEC tournament to, to, Absolutely. to get to the, the Absolutely. tournament. Absolutely, and by the way, that was
1: a terrible shot. I, the the play was set up. That you should you should get better a better look than Kelly having to heave one near half court. It misses the rim, and you lose. I believe the score is forty nine forty seven. To give you an idea, 49-47. what kind of game that was. Um, yeah, that 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 one—that's the one that still sticks to me. The '06 team was good enough to go do a lot of magical things. I can't well, think they, about it now. Uh, Kinsey, NBA. At one point, he was the NBA Rookie of the Month with Memphis. Uh, Balkman, NBA for however many years, before he played overseas. Wallace was on the Boston Celtics. Brandon Wallace on the reserve squad. Uh, Trey you know, he's Kelly. Back to Columbia. I'm not surprised. Yeah, Um, coaching
4: great collegiate. Oh, good
1: for him. Um, and Trey Kelly was always just this close, a hair short of being an NBA backup somewhere. it was was an incredibly talented team. It it really that that
4: that 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 late. Um, and I'm pretty sure I I remember I used to listen to a lot of the games so we could hear you call it. Um, thank you, but. that that four – I think it was three or four in a row that they lost that February, yeah. Uh, and two of them or three of them – I know two of them, they lost by one point, and maybe there's one other in there that they lost by two points. But I've yeah. always thought that loss at Georgia in that stretch, that's the one that killed them. Had they won that game and did what they did in the tournament, they would yep. – because they would have had 20 wins. They would have got in.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they were, again – um, that team was was certainly good enough uh, to do so, and and from that point on, that was the downfall of Dave Odom. Yeah, I, yeah, it was it, over. It did, I mean, it, it just it, it the recruiting never. Ricky Stokes was part of that recruiting class um, that brought those guys in. I mean, Balkman was a guy that was questionable in terms of qualifying, and and then the other guys were just kind of diamonds in the rough. in in many cases, but they, they got him, And then after that, it was like, Oh my goodness. Who's Antoine Tisby. I mean, it was just like random bad juco's and, um, yeah, it was just a, just a tough deal. And then, then you still, the one thing I will say about Odom, he, whoever got that job after that, you were inherited Devin Downey, you inherited Mike Holmes, you inherited, um, Oh, shoot, I just forgot his name. Great shot blocker. Uh, oh, who, uh, uh, who took uh, Muldrow. Sam, Muldrow. Muldrow, Sam Muldrow, Muldrow. Who took Patrick Peterson of Kentucky, an NBA player, took him to school one night in Columbia. Okay. But you had all those guys. So whoever inherited that roster, it, was, it wasn't it was a rebuild. It was here's Herman. a good team, a good roster that underachieved. And who do you hire of everybody out there? Darren Horn. Yep, and I know. Look, uh, I'm not. I, I got to know Darren fairly well because, ironically enough, we worked together on ESPN on some games, uh, and um, and I can tell you this: if Darren had it to do over, he would have done a lot of things differently. He came in, and everybody was like, "Well, Dave Odin was too nice a guy," so he just figured, "Well, I'm going to be an a hole, and and I'm going to, and that way I'll distinguish myself from the nice guy. No more Mr. Nice Guy, the sheriff's in town, alienated everybody uh, within a thousand miles." and came in there like he was king you-know-what, and he wasn't. He was not not ready for that job and didn't do the right things, and it was a disaster. And then he truly did leave a mess, a pile of hot garbage for whoever succeeded him, and that was Frank Martin. And so I'll always say Frank Martin deserves a pass on what happened the first two years at Carolina because it was a complete 1,000% rebuild.
2: Yeah, there's no question.
4: Well, you could. do
2: so, I I remember that NIT call. It's like something like what's something like so so. there's has and you could hear the St. Joe's fans. <laughs> yeah, I remember that call. You need? Uh, I need an MP3 of that, Mike. Because I, I don't. You, I don't even anywhere. know
0: if I have that. Uh, it's if, you, if you find
2: it, send it to me because it's not. Yeah. You don't. It's not on. Like a lot of these great calls from Gamecock history are all over YouTube and stuff. Even back to the Bob Fulton days, but that one's not. Yeah. It's, it's, I went looking for it one day, and I That's couldn't find it. That's
1: interesting. I know it's on a video because we had banquet videos at the end of the year, and I know it was on there, and like everybody started standing up and applauding, and, and it was like an emotional thing to watch that back. It was on a Wendy's commercial the next year, not like a national. Wendy, Wendy's commercials were doing this campaign where they'd run local highlights of the local team with the radio call. And so every now and then I'd be sitting there in my living room in Columbia, and all of a sudden I hear the call, and I'm like, where the hell is that coming from? I turn the TV, I look at the TV, and it's a Wendy's commercial. So that was uh, it was an interesting campaign. I never got a dime off that, by the way, and I still don't eat at Wendy's. But it was cool to say I was on a Wendy's commercial for, uh, for a what? time. You don't eat at Wendy's? Uh, I worked, my first job ever in the fast oh. food industry was wait, at Wendy's. wait, wait, wait. That That's was no, enough for me to mean, say, okay, I'm, I don't I'm, need I'm, to hear anymore. I don't yeah, want to know. You don't want to know. So, no, if I have to pick a fast <laughs> food, well, for, I'm a five guys person. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but if yeah, I that, have to go complete <laughs> drive-through, I, I go Burger King. I have it my way with the King. Okay. All right. Who was a pretty All good right. defensive back back in the day. If you remember those commercials, I mean, you weren't <laughs> – he, he ran like four two. He was oversized. He <laughs> running around the field with was a big killer. crown on his head. Didn't matter. I uh, could break. Was... You know, he he could stop a run. He could play free. He could play strong. Didn't matter. Um, yeah. and anyway. All right. Football. Sorry. Uh. We, well, we do need. We do need to take game. a break. Stop so, so run. Let's take a break and
4: talk all good. Yeah. We we're gonna take a break and we're uh, Sac State
1: alums on the other side.
4: When we when we return, first the first thing we're gonna do before we get into football with uh the golden tones uh we have a winner from last week's fab five challenge those of you that participated on the app uh thank you you cannot go participate right now because we don't have this week's up just yet but that'll be up by tomorrow morning uh but we do have a winner and we will announce mike you will announce you have the you have the name i do right? i
1: have it i i received it we're not okay. talking about my five and oh we're not, not oh
4: no that's for another week those or those year uh and- we're talking you can about
1: give me a fiesta pack uh separately but yeah this is for the <laughs> yeah. listeners so my five and oh didn't yeah. count
4: this gentleman uh is uh going to get a uh a special prize from salseritas michael tell you who it is on the other side here on power hour presented by brian spencer and palmetto medicare here on inside the Gamecocks, cox the show electric bikes of charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels
3: Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no,
4: no. Magnum, Velotric, Aventon Bikes, and more, and they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Woo!
0: Woo! Bites Electric Bites of Charleston! Electric Bikes of Charleston! Electric Bikes of Charleston! Electric Bikes of Charleston!
4: Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina
0: Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams, or what sauce if any goes best on a rack of ribs, or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South.
6: South Carolinians, this message is for you as well as for people in Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee. GA.com. Schedule a no-hassle, free inspection today. Wind damage, hail damage, or just wear and tear. Don't settle for second best. Let Jeremy Johnson and Elite Roofing and Restoration take care of it all for you today. 12-37
4: 37 inside the Gamecocks, the show. We will not wait any longer, Mike. You've got a winner. Uh, you can, um, every beginning every Thursday, so you'll have a couple of days each week to to head to our app and submit your name to win a, uh, a pretty neat prize pack from Salsaritas. Mike will give you more details on that in just a second, but it's very easy. It's on the front page of the app, thanks to many of you, a lot of you, actually, that entered last week. Um, And the new uh, Fab Five will be up by tomorrow morning. But Mm -hmm. uh, I'll turn it over to the Golden Tones to tell you uh, who was at their finest last week.
1: Yeah, don't try this at home, you young broadcasters. But I'm going to actually give you the winner, reference the contest, and (laughs) and then segue into breaking down the Gamecock running game. As part of as part of the next Fab Five challenge, so do not try this. Uh, oh well, this is-
4: pardon me, Mike. I've got a phone call to make here, just right.
3: now.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did JC check out on me?
2: Uh, I, 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 I like I like self awareness sometimes.
1: <laughs> Better now than on JC and Morgan. If he checks out on that, then I'm I'm in trouble. Uh, so congratulations to Trenton Alexander. He went four and one, which. Uh, yep. That was the best of the participants. Four and one, you got yourself a Fiesta Pack. uh, Great for tailgating. Serves up to five to six people. Courtesy of the Columbia locations of Salsaritas. You'll be in touch with Suki on how to pick that up. Uh, Trenton, congratulations to you. And, of course, we'll have our new Fab Five Challenge up tomorrow. And I will tell you already what the tiebreaker or what the fifth one is. You know, the fifth one. Four games against the spread. The fifth one always has a Gamecock angle to it. And I want you guys to guess how I arrived at this number. So last week it was it was over under on completion percentage for Spencer Rattler, which was sixty nine and a half. And you say, "Well, that's pretty high, Mike." Well, he was eighty three percent going into the game, and he was uh,
4: he was gonna he was gonna be over that until the fourth quarter too.
5: Until the fourth quarter, until minutes nine minutes left in the <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, nine was, minutes.
1: Yep, I was right. I was counting. I'm like, all right, still over, still over. I was God. thinking, if Here. Bill pulls this off. Uh, <laughs> Because he was the only one of us that had over. But, yeah, I mean, if, if they if, if they don't have to play catch-up and you're not throwing it all over and, and Georgia, of course, makes adjustments, and it, the hardest thing to do as a quarterback is when everybody in the stadium knows you've got to throw and you still have to do it to try to get back in the game, it's pretty doggone tough. Um, the So the question, the fifth one this week will be, longest run from scrimmage for the Gamecocks over under 16 and a half. Now, how do you think I I picked that number?
4: That's a really good – probably because they only have one run this year for over that.
1: Their longest run from scrimmage is exactly 16 yards. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty amazing stat through three games. Yeah, it is. That's a very telling stat through three games, and it's obviously something that – I'm going over.
5: I am, too.
1: I'm already. (laughs) I've already decided.
4: One's going to get busted this week, and I'm going over. Yep.
1: I'm going to break down some more tape before I give an answer tomorrow. But uh, uh, 16 and a half is the number. Yeah, I I was just crunching some numbers, and I saw that, and I was like, man. Uh, Look, they they clearly do not have a a difference maker at running back, and that's okay. Like, you don't have to to win games, but it's – when you're not great up front, you don't have a difference maker at running back. Juice Wells is banged up. There's only so many things Rattler and Leggett can do. That's there's you you're not you're not full of a lot of firepower right now. That's a little bit of an issue, I would just say.
3: I
4: yeah, it, the Georgia side of this though, I think that a lot of the questions um coming out of the game we kind of knew who Carolina was going into the game, right? Like we know they throw it well. Uh, we know that they need to improve on the offensive line, which they did. We know that they don't run it well, which they did not do. Um, the defensive line, like we kind of knew who the Gamecocks were. We knew where they needed to get better. I don't know that anybody really knew who Georgia was going into that ball game because they hadn't played anybody that was really right. that good. So what do we know about Georgia
1: now? I know what I think about Georgia I think they're the second best team in the SEC. Two to a team that has a loss. LSU. I still think I think LSU is the best team in the league. Okay. And they had one bad half against Florida State on a neutral field that was in Florida. Um, but if you were to, if, if I was doing Vegas odds on who wins the SEC right now, George is going to win the East. We know that. Um, but I would. I would take LSU and what would probably go down as an upset when that happens. LSU to beat Alabama, even with Milroe back, and and LSU wins a squeaker because I have more confidence in their quarterback than I do Georgia's quarterback is one reason. Um, no, Georgia's a great team, don't get me wrong, and they could still wind up in the playoff even if they lose that game. They could be 12-1, and one, lose by four points in Atlanta to LSU, and it's LSU and Georgia in a college football playoff with, Michigan and Florida State, let's just say, if they beat Clemson. But who knows? Um just a thought. But no, Georgia's still outstanding. I'm not trying to take away anything from Georgia. I don't think I don't think they are as good as last year.
4: All
1: right. Maybe Let I'm me, wrong, but No, no. I, I I'm yeah.
4: not I don't, I don't know if I agree. So. I, I, I don't know if I agree or disagree with you. Um, I don't think that Georgia is the dominant team that they were last year. Of course, uh, they're going to need to be better for that. I will say I'm holding I'm – I'm making a reservation for October the 1st to make my big, bold statement of this team is the best team in mm-hmm. the SEC, and I'll tell you why. Right? there's a team that has not been mentioned in this conversation and they are the Ole Miss Rebels they go to Alabama this weekend and then they host LSU on September the 30th if by some chance Mike they're three and0 um, Mercer at Tulane Georgia Tech respectable start to the year a lot of people like Tulane okay did what you needed to do against Georgia Tech you almost hung 50 on them if by some stretch of the imagination, they are five and zero oh after that stretch. They're going to have a very strong case for hey guys no. Nah. because LSU will have two losses. They'll be they'll they'll be essentially out of the SEC championship conversation if they lose one more after that. That'd be their only conference loss. But if they lose one more after that, there would be two. And LSU or uh, Georgia wouldn't have nowhere near the resume that Ole Miss would have in two weeks if they can get through that.
1: I've got Alabama, so I <laughs> for me it's hard to uh totally wrap my arms around that, but your your theory's not wrong. Look, if they I think they're a seven point underdog, that's gonna be part of the Fab Five tomorrow. I was
4: I was survive, uh, sur- survived. <laughs> I was surprised by that.
1: Yeah, I was too. I was hoping it would be like three and a half and I'd be like, Gimme Bama, roll tie. Now it's seven, I've gotta think about it. Um You really
4: you're really that confident in Alabama after what we saw last weekend? In the no, I just said I
1: have, I have to think about will they cover the seven, but I do think Alabama wins the game. So, yeah, I, I look, I when I say I'm that confident, I just told you I might still pick Ole Miss to cover. But but I I think Bama at home uh, – and by the way, a little X factor in this game, Pete Golding, who when I, when I had Alabama last year and sat down with those two coordinators, Bill O'Brien now at the Patriots, Golding now at Ole Miss – those those two men looked like, like like they were miserable and ready to get out of Dodge, because they were taking every bullet imaginable for and for Alabama lost two game but two games by a combined five points and those guys were just chopped liver they were garbage and every Alabama fan was just trashing them to no ends so they're like Pfft, see I wouldn't want to be ya. I'm out um, so this is personal for Golding don't let that fool you uh, but no I just still think. I don't think Ole Miss is ready for that kind of big time yet. I don't. Mm, I love their I running back. I like their quarterback. Do I love their defense? Uh, I don't. Well, that's know. always
4: the question with them.
1: It, well, it has been since they stopped doing what's necessary to get five star defensive players in the pre NIL era. Um, yeah, it. it I, I just I think Alabama. This is the kind of game where they bounce back and if they don't whoo oh it's going to yeah. get nasty but um no i i, I just uh, i don't think alabama's as bad as look what they did again they, they clearly they used south florida this is a luxury very few teams have right most teams okay. if you did this as a coach you wind up losing and you get fired the next day okay they basically used the south florida bulls as a tryout a rehearsal for three quarterback or they' two backup quarterbacks and now after doing that they realized okay Milrow is is the best option we have we might not love it it might not be perfect but it's the best option that we have so but that's what they did I mean they didn't they didn't say we're gonna go ahead and hang 50 on the USF because we can they said let's use this almost as like another spring game to figure out who our number one is. But that's not what you're going to see on Saturday against Ole Miss, and I think oh, JC I, agrees. By the way, he's typing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, Somebody uh, in
2: his report. No, oh, my bad. I forgot. Uh, I forgot <laughs> to mute there. i Is is Philip Mountbottom Bottom around? I'm sorry, <laughs> Philip. I'm sorry. I've I've tried to do a lot better. I apologize. But Mike's absolutely well, right in the sense that. That's, they have, it, it, it basically put it like a scrimmage. They have that luxury, yes.
4: I will say this, though. I don't know if y'all agree, but oh, I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying the percentage is above 50-50 that they will or anything. Just hear me out. you got Ole Miss this weekend. You've got A&M in a couple of weeks in College Station. You've got um, LSU at home at Kentucky and at Auburn. Now, the other games that I didn't mention at Mississippi State, Arkansas, Tennessee, at home, I'm not even really acknowledging those right now. Just those five I just mentioned, those are all losable football games for Alabama, okay? Mm-hmm. In my in my mind. I'm not saying that they will lose. I don't think that they will necessarily. But when is the last time any of us looked at an Alabama football schedule? Three games into the season, before the season, halfway, whatever, and you circled five games on it and said they could lose each one of these games. Saban's I was first in college. year.
1: oh seven, yeah. Saban's first right. year, and it wasn't his fault. No, I mean, your point's valid. Uh, and I've, I've I've seen some people saying I think they're going to go 7-5. and five. I'm, I'm just not oh, there. No. Oh, I, no. I, I, I would be shocked if they lost more than three. I'd be surprised if they lost more than two. And I... I'm, I'm telling you right now. I look what you're saying about Ole Miss is not crazy at all. If they win this game, the bandwagon is not going to be big enough to jump on for for people across this country. Uh, there, there, there's there's lame, nobody left.
4: There's nobody left. They're already on the Colorado bandwagon. Well, I was gonna there's say, nobody out there that's hey, looking for one hey, to my ride?
1: My goodness, <laughs> is that taking enough oxygen out of the room? Like, I think it's a great story, and I've said this for for months that I I I think the infusion of Dion into a more abundant program out West is great for college football, but Holy smokes has there been, uh, our, um, our guy, um, uh, page state, Josh Pate, a, uh, a, a JC production. I might add, um, he, he had a great line today. I, I saw one of his cuts. I didn't, I didn't watch the whole show. Um, but he calls it the Dion tax. And, and and basically like he also agrees like there's nothing but good I mean the the ratings you saw for that game against a 24 and a half point underdog that nobody could name one person on Colorado State's roster who watched of the nine point whatever million that watched the game you don't draw that kind of number for Colorado Colorado State what this is it is a phenomenon it, it, it's Most of the people that were watching that game know nothing about college football and don't care about it ordinarily. They are rooting for Colorado. They've adopted it. Uh, It it reminds me, as a kid, I grew up, uh, part of my childhood was in Virginia and in Arlington, not far from the campus of Georgetown. I used to go to camps, uh, soccer and basketball camps when I was a little kid. I became a huge Georgetown Hoya fan as a kid because they were in my backyard. And Hoya Paranoia and everything else the the overwhelming majority of people that were wearing Georgetown hats and it was a cultural backing and that's what you're seeing going on with Colorado make no mistake about it it is a cultural backing um to draw that many people for a game that ordinarily nobody would care about uh but there are other things going on in college football is my point <laughs> like there are some great stories and after they lose the next two to oregon and southern cal and if they don't then it's an even better story but if they do my guess is it'll cool off a little bit uh but for now it's like man oh man i i i didn't get the memo that that's the only thing going on in college football it's just like pump the brakes a little bit uh but but I don't know where the hell I was going with that but other than the fact that well, Colorado has just dominated every piece of of co- national coverage of the sport since they went over a, a mediocre TCU team and a bad Nebraska team.
4: And I was going to say I don't know if he either turned them down or uh, was never asked but the fact that every major network in the country was in Boulder covering the game last weekend and I never saw one interview with Jay Norvell like if he declined that's one thing he declined. If he didn't decline and they were just up Dion's butt the whole time, shame on all of them. I mean, that's, that's your, your job's to cover the game, not be a fan. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that's,
1: well, that's the other thing. I mean, you have national people that are covering the sport that are clearly, I mean, they might as well have Colorado pom-poms on, yeah, um, it's, it's,
3: it's and gross. that
1: eventually, I mean, those things work themselves. eventually people will get a little bit turned off by that, um, but but the, there's there's a lot of that going on. I mean we we see it we see it happen in, in a lot of instances. That's just the nature Leon's of Dion's done a good but. job. Doing what he he said he's a do. terrific job. And again, it's a great it's uh, it is a great story. And I'm glad. I hope he stays in the college game uh, because if this keeps up, he's going to have an NFL opportunity. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. holy smokes, it's been a slurp fest to the uh, to the unknown degree for quite a, for quite a bit here where it's like, okay. And at, at some point uh, the people that are covering the sport might want to also include some other stuff going on perhaps. Um,
4: yeah, no, you, uh, you uh, I don't think you're wrong. I think you're going to, we know how this goes. They build it up. Everybody jumps on the bandwagon and then, um, and then after a while, Uh, They either start losing and things come back to earth and everybody kind of forgets about it, uh, the the bandwagoners, or people who were on the bandwagon then decide after a month that they're so sick of hearing about it that they just jump to the other side and tell you that, oh, I'm I'm so sick of this. oh And that's,
1: Jamie, that's what TV loves. TV loves polarizing. Polarizing teams that's why the Dallas Cowboys like if you're doing one of these talking head shows every day you're almost required to, to spend 20 plus minutes talking about the Cowboys even if it's not relevant it doesn't matter it's polarizing uh, Georgetown back in the day was kind of polarizing they love polarizing stories teams individuals because you they want people that either are pulling for you or pulling against you because either way you you what you care which means you're tuning in if yeah. you if you if people are just ambivalent, I don't give a crap. I, it's like I always used to say, nobody hates Vanderbilt. You got to be right. really no. good for people. Like nobody hates Vanderbilt. You ever met somebody like I hate the Commodores? I just hate them. I can't stand
2: them. I hate everything about Vanderbilt.
1: Nobody, <laughs> because in football,
2: No not baseball.
1: Well, the baseball's a different Vanderbilt. story. I'm talking Vandy football. The Vandy boys yeah. rub a lot of people the wrong way. The spike in the baseball, all that stuff. It, that's a whole you've got
4: to be good, generally, for people to hate you, or at least, like, you know, have, uh, you know, beaten somebody. Like Missouri, for instance. Like, they just get under your skin. Like, we, <laughs> they're not good. Why are we losing to them? Like, this yeah. is – and so you, yeah, you instantly hate Missouri. You're, you're not going to hate
1: Missouri. You're going to be like, damn it, they're getting on my nerves. Yeah, no, like, just you know, the, it's, it, it's, it's the
4: kid that you just want to shove back in his locker, you know, and you're like, get the hell away from me. Like, I'm not going to hang out with you. I don't like you. I don't like your book bag. I don't <laughs> want you around my friends. Like... Get in your locker and lock yourself in there. Like, you know, but up, but he I'm just keeps tagging along, and then before you know it, he's stealing the show. It's, it's I crazy. feel that
2: Missouri and Kentucky or fifth Missouri Kentucky football both fit that in the SEC.
3: Yeah, no,
1: it's a good point. I'm like, like I'm like, like hate I'm hate sick of Kentucky play being seven be and five.
4: South Carolina's been uh, that team before though. i I'm JC. sick of, I'm sick of Missouri
2: more. being seven and five. They're eating up wins that could go to the Gamecocks or Mississippi State or Ole Miss Mm -hmm. or these programs that actually care about football go back. I don't know. Mark's. I'd love to see Mark Stoops take the Iowa job or some job. (laughs) Why don't he take Michigan State? They'd be a good fit. Uh,
1: Yeah, well, you know, the rumor for a while was um, if somehow Franklin got axed at Penn State that that Mm -hmm. would be – that he'd be a primo, but I don't think Franklin's going anywhere anytime soon, especially if he can beat at least one of Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, by the way, just I know we'll get more into it tomorrow. I have a good feeling about the game Saturday uh, in Columbia and and for Carolina. Yeah, yeah, and and part of the reason why I th- this whole thing with Will Rogers playing like in a pedestrian offense because and I, I'm not surprised at this. I, I I know how Zach Arnett thinks. Zach Arnett thinks like a lot of defensive coordinators do, and they think of complementary football. And so you don't do that with a Mike Leach offense. I remember asking him once, like, do you think, do you think, coach, maybe because of your – because of Mike Leach's offense and they score so quickly and it's in and out and they, their drives never last long, that puts more pressure on a defense. I know what he wanted to tell me, but instead he kind of just <sighs> – well, uh, Mike, we, we just do whatever we're asked to do. That's a tell. Yeah. So I knew the moment he got the head coaching job, you weren't going to see the air raid anymore or any semblance of it. And you've taken a guy who was going to be the all-time SEC leading passer in history of the league, pass all of Aaron Murray's records, mm-hmm. and you've taken it and you've you're running an offense now where it's like, oh, this is what we're doing. And the, fan, <clears throat> the fans there are getting restless. And But my point is is that because of that, if Mississippi State can't just gash the Gamecocks, I don't think it's the same passing game threat that we've seen in years past. They just don't do it that way anymore. Um, yeah. That doesn't solve all of Carolina's issues, right? I mean, you still, if you're the Gamecocks, you've got to find where the point's going to come from, who are the weapons going to be, and everything else. But I, I think this is... A very winnable game and a very important game for sure.
4: Yeah, it's uh it's a huge game for South Carolina. Huge. If you it it really seems like, and again, we're gonna talk about it tomorrow. We'll pick it this week going on yards, but uh it seems like the rest of the season, the result of this game is kind of the result of the rest of the year. When it it.
1: I think this whole stretch, this is the swing game stretch. If you look at it, these next four or five, I've, I've thought this from the beginning. This is where the season, in a lot of ways, starts, and, and you're going to how you feel about the way the year went base, is based on how these next five go, and that, that all starts Saturday at home against State. Agreed.
4: I 100 percent agree with that. They got to, quite frankly, they need to find a way to get three and two in the next five. And uh, and then you've got Ford home in November, and um, mm-hmm. that will give you a chance to, to still have a really good year in year Tennessee's three. Tennessee's looking home. a lot
1: more winnable too, isn't it? We'll talk more about that tomorrow. But oh, I yeah. saw I got a lot of thoughts on Tennessee that were validated with what I saw in the small there's, funds. There's yesterday.
4: no game left on South Carolina's schedule that they can't win. Not one.
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. But there's also several that they could lose, if we're being They honest. can lose
4: – they literally can lose all of them except for, I'd say, maybe one or two, uh, you'd think. But, um, yeah, they can lose almost every one of them that's left on there. Uh, I, I, Jacksonville State and Vanderbilt look like pretty good wins right now, but the rest of them you can lose every one of them, absolutely. There's no it's question. It's like an it.
1: Austin Powers stretch. It's one big swing party for the next five games. Think about that. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Behave. <laughs> oh.
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, behave. The range of outcomes is
2: wide, baby, but the ceiling is high. Does it? Wow, look at this.
0: <laughs> I just put Mr. that on a tee st- for these guys.
2: Meanwhile, in Lincoln, Nebraska, I think yeah. I'll be using eight <laughs> tight ends this time. we got a
4: freaking laser <laughs> already. And, and we're, and we're going to flip one eight to the first laser. tight end and have him yeah. throw it yeah. to the second and then run a reverse <laughs> with the third, all in the same <laughs> way before we... Before we toss it to our defensive end, who's gonna throw it into the end zone? He's
2: throw on second and two. Hey, hey, hey,
4: coach, uh, you just ran it down their throats for 90 yards. What do you want to do? You're on the one yard line. I tell you what, let's send our defensive end of the game, give him the ball and have him throw it into the end zone. That's a good idea. Like, someone should have bit and flapped him when that happened, you know? Like <laughs>
5: Hey, where's the ball
4: Herkin boy? Knees, oh, he's taking a league. Oh, all right. Well, just send her a defensive end, then. It's Put the in Jordan. Do it. That's right.
5: They get a procedural <laughs> penalty because they got 12 people on the field because nobody knows who the hell supposed to be there.
4: And, and they were all tight ends. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, hey, this is the tight end play. Coach, we don't have a quarterback out there. That's the point. Hit him with the oh. twenty-seven package. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the twenty-seven. And, his wife, <laughs> I'm and his wife went and blocked everybody on Twitter. She blocked me. I was like, I never even said a word about see, you. And she I
2: literally was, tweeted one day how stupid we all were. Somebody then, sent uh, me a I'm screenshot like the one like, that's <laughs> everyone. I was <laughs> like, I was like, the, that person <laughs> you sleep next to is pretty stupid. Oh, Stephanie yeah, I mean, or whatever it was. It was somebody sent was me
4: that. a screenshot. and Was like, hey, this lady's blocked all these people. Check and see if you can. Find her on Twitter, and I went. I was like, well, "Let me type her name in." And she had blocked me. I was like, <laughs> "I've TV. actually been one of
2: the ones who's like,
4: wow." I was I'm like, "Was not over the top it,
2: critical." Man. Was not. He was never. never over the top critical. No, I was going to say that's no. not Jamie's style. I was like, "What?" I was mm-hmm. like, "Dude,
4: y'all are. You got to get off social media if you think running around and blocking everyone is the answer. That's ridiculous." Like, so. But all right, we're out of here. Everybody have a wonderful Wednesday. Thanks Thank you, Brian Spencer. The not very handsome, but very talented Brian Spencer with Palmetto <laughs> Medicare for uh, doing what he does, 803-960-9484. And uh, Mike will be back tomorrow for Power Hour as well. Thanks to all of you. Inside the Gamecocks, the show served by Chicken Cock Whiskey and live from the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics, Cinerama their studios. See you tomorrow at 11.